So today's topic is your partner's role in childbirth, pregnancy, labor, postpartum. How can the non-pregnant parent help? For one, support, support, support. No matter what that woman wants, support her during pregnancy, during labor, during postpartum. Your partner should know your wishes within pregnancy, labor, and postpartum. Going into Olivia's birth, we had talked about my exact wishes. I then typed up in a birth plan and I made Colby read it. That way he could communicate for me just in case I wasn't able to. Talk about your wishes during pregnancy. You know, if you want to do stretches or exercises, how your partner can support you during those stretches and exercises. What are your plans for feeding, breastfeeding slash formula? Are bags packed for labor? These are all ways you can talk to your partner about how they can support you. During labor, you might not be able to speak. You might not be thinking clearly. So your partner needs to know what you need, what you want. So have open communication beforehand. Let them know what you're thinking. Let them know if this happens, this is what I want to happen. If this happens, these are my wishes. So that way they know. That way you know, they know, you have open communication and everyone's on the same page. You know, during my pregnancies, I was sick a lot, so Colby would get the bedroom ready, get the bed ready, prop up pillows, wrap me up like a burrito, put on the fan, get me a bottle of water, and just say, you know, rest. It's okay to rest. That helped a lot. Parenthood changes you for the partner and for the person that was pregnant. It pushes you past that last straw you thought you had. But that last straw is so small that you can't even see it. That's what parenthood does to you. It's remarkable, right? So during this transition of becoming a parent for both parents, each parent needs to be aware of the signs and symptoms of postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, postpartum rage, and exactly what that looks like. We tend to have a lot of fights after a kid, and it's mostly because this is such a new thing. Before, you didn't have somebody to look after. You didn't have these certain responsibilities that make you resentful towards your partner when they're not doing something or when you're doing more than the other. Now, postpartum depression, like I've talked about before, and postpartum anxiety, postpartum rage, they can all come off differently. So going over the red flags of those is extremely important with your partner. Because, for one, men don't show their emotions very well. Most of the time it does come out with rage. Men can go through this as well. And women, you know, we're superheroes, so we don't want to show it. So it comes off a little differently sometimes. Or we hide it very well and we're happy-go-lucky people when we're really going through a lot inside. It takes courage to speak up about what you need and what you want. And if you don't speak up, and you keep your silence, keep the peace of whatever you're thinking, whatever you're talking about, whatever the situation is. Like I said, that can can turn into resentment towards your partner. So communicating to them what you need and what you want on both ends can save you from more arguments in the future. I say all the time that communication is key. During this time, during this transition, communication is, is the key is the big point here. Telling them how you're feeling, telling them if you're hurting. You know, 66% of complications from birth happen within the first two weeks postpartum. 
This is also the prime period to screen for postpartum depression. So say you did have an occupational therapist come in weekly. We can only do so much. We can only see so much. And so your partner needs to know. Your support system needs to know what to do, what to look for. It's crucial. Sometimes you can't see it from the outside in. Sometimes you don't know what's happening. So other people need to be aware of what they're looking for and what you need from them. After childbirth, it's all about creating a new normal. You'll never be the same again. Your relationship will never be the same again. Not saying it's not going to be good. That's not what I mean. I just mean it's not going to be the same. You're creating a new normal. Things will look slightly different. So defining your family's new normal is realizing your life has changed. And that's okay. Go with the flow. Find a new normal. Find a new rhythm. So if before this, you went running at 5 a.m. every morning, maybe you cut that out or move it to 5.30 and bring the baby with you. Put them in a stroller and run with them. Let mama have their time alone. If before you had coffee every morning by yourself, alone, quiet, I'm sorry, but that's not going to happen anymore. It might happen once you get a little bit more routine down, but at this moment, right after childbirth, it's just not the reality that you'll get. You're not going to get quiet moments alone with a cup of coffee. And if you're lucky, you won't have to reheat that coffee, but more than likely you will have to reheat that coffee. But hopefully... You get that routine down, you get a new rhythm down, you get a new normal down, and you'll get to have that quiet time because y'all will communicate and you'll have that time and you'll make sure each other has that time. Figure out how to communicate with each other when one's hurting, one's sad, one's sleep deprived. There's just so many equations that come into play after childbirth. One thing a partner can do is take over more chores, take care of her make her take care of herself because we forget about that sometimes. Tell her, hey, go take a shower. I got this. Even if you don't got this, go with the flow, figure it out. It'll all work out. Now, on the other hand, women, let your partner take over some things. I know it's common to watch your partner and have thoughts like, I could do that faster. I just want to take a break, but I can't can't stop watching what they're doing and how they're doing it. I could get the baby down a lot faster than they are. Wish I could just walk away and relax. Well, women, you can. Walk away. Let your partner do it their way. It might not be your way. It might not be fast or as fast. And they might take longer to get the baby down. But the big picture here is it gets done. The baby goes to sleep. The laundry gets folded. It gets done. I completely can relate to all of this. I legit have to walk away when Colby, my husband, does laundry. He lines up everything perfectly, has it all laid out around him. Probably takes him 30 minutes to do one load. I shit you not. But instead of just jumping in like I used to, I have learned that I have to walk away or distract myself with the kids or something else because I can't stand watching him do it. When you listen to this, know I love you, babe. The main thing is... We all have our ways to do things. The bigger picture, it gets done. That's what matters. It doesn't matter if it's the same as you. Actually, sometimes our partner does something different and we're like, oh, well, that does make sense. I mean, I know that's rare, but hey, I will admit it has happened one or two times. Back to talking about the role of partners. 
Be the one who tells guests, hey, okay, it's time to go. One night um, after Olivia was born, she was born in October, so it was probably about a week or so later, our family came over and we were going to carve pumpkins. Well, we had dinner, you know, the kids got to meet Olivia, take pictures, all of that, and then they wanted to carve pumpkins after all that. It was probably... I don't know. I remember it being pretty late. I was tired. I was hurting. I needed a pump. We needed to get Olivia down. I felt guilty because I even had the thought of them leaving and Tedwin wasn't going to get to carve pumpkins with his cousins. But I just couldn't. I was feeling overwhelmed. I don't know. But I needed them to leave. So I told Colby, hey, you know, tell them to leave. So he did. He didn't fully understand why I needed them to leave. He didn't fully agree that they needed to leave. Regardless of that, he had them leave, which took a load off of me. I don't know what it is, but when you have people over postpartum, it can sometimes be the best thing. But sometimes, it's the most overwhelming. And at first, that night was fine. It was nice to see everyone, to socialize, so the kids could see Olivia, meet Olivia, take pictures. But as the night went on, I became exhausted mentally and physically. No one thing set me off. I just became so overwhelmed and so tired. And it just happened. And I needed our routine. I needed us to go to bed. I needed to lay down the kids. I needed the kids to be asleep and for the day and the night to be finished. Some days you just want to end. And I hope that makes sense to others. Truly thinking about it sounds like postpartum anxiety. I became too overstimulated and needed to get out but I couldn't get out because it was my own house. So just having that open communication with your partner, if that does happen to you and you do get overwhelmed, to be able to feel comfortable enough to let them know, hey, can you please let them know I need them to leave? Um, Can you please let them know I don't want them to come over? It's not the right time. Or maybe tomorrow or anything. It's okay to have boundaries, and it's okay not to want all of the visitors. It's okay. And it's okay to say, oh, I feel lonely, but I don't want visitors. I know that kind of contradicts itself, but it's okay to do that. Whatever you're feeling is valid. However you're feeling is valid. And having, again, that communication with your partner is key. And even if they don't fully understand what you're going through, as long as they support you is the main thing. Not only with the visitors part that you can help or support, a partner can help bag milk if you're breastfeeding and you're pumping. They can bag milk. I remember Colby bagged so many bags of milk for me because it would just get too much. And then he would even write how many ounces, the date, and everything for me, which was super nice because he knew that's what I did. And sometimes, you know, when you're bagging milk or putting milk into a bottle, you spill some. The person that has pumped that wants to cry, but the person that's not pumping that, hopefully they do understand, damn, that took time. Like, I'm so sorry I spilled that. And that's kind of how Colby was. He would feel so bad. He would let me know just so I would know that I did lose those ounces. Damn, did he not want to? He was like, I am, like, he would apologize. It happens, you know, it's terrible, but it happens. And then there's times where you pump and then you leave the milk out or you get a bottle ready and the kid goes back to sleep and so you wasted that bottle 
it happens. The bigger picture here is everyone's human and it's okay. It does sometimes involve tears, but the bigger picture here is your partner was helping. You were trying to do something. You were sleeping. You know, it's okay. One main thing that you want to get back to sometimes, or the partner really is the main, the main person that wants to get back to this, is intimacy. And I understand that, but that's not always the top thing for the woman because she doesn't even understand what happened to her body. She might not have the right sensation down there anymore. She might not feel sexy. She might not feel like the same person. So be patient with her. A woman's body goes through a major change through pregnancy and childbirth. Doesn't exactly know what happened. Be easy with her. Be understanding. It might take a while. Just because her doctor gave her the go at six weeks doesn't mean she is mentally or physically ready. And then here we go. Going back to open communication. Ask what feels okay. Ask her if it hurts. Ask her how you can help through this journey. I'll probably say communication is key 500 more times. You know, look up safe lubricants that could help her because right now it's sensitive down there and maybe even for a little while. And at first, maybe foreplay is the way to go and the only thing that she can handle for now, and that is okay. Maybe just cuddling to get that connection. Maybe that's what y'all have to do for a while. And again, that is okay. Give each other grace. Y'all are going through a huge transition. Like I've said, childbirth for each parent is a big role change. You're changing your priorities and your routines, your habits for each parent. So just remember to give yourself grace. 25% of new dads experience paternal postnatal depression. And sometimes we forget about the man because they are good at hiding their emotion or it comes out in rage, like I said, and we just argue with them. It doesn't really click that, hey, they might be overwhelmed. They might be hurting. They may feel left out. And even if that sounds selfish that they feel left out, it's still valid if that's how they're feeling. If they're not sure what to do or how to help, they might want to help, but they're just not sure how. And that goes back to communicating, letting them know, hey, this is what I need. And this goes back to having signs and symptoms of postpartum depression and anxiety because the man can have that as well. Make sure they're taking care of themselves. As parents, we need to communicate to our partners. Regardless of baby or not, we tend to get overwhelmed. We feel like we are doing more than the other. We feel like we are doing things better than the other. Having self-doubt when becoming a parent is common. We aren't supposed to know everything. Communicating to each other, to friends, to family. Educating yourself on how to do things, how to help yourself, how to help your family. Each parent have places to grow in this new role, in this new transition. But if you learn to communicate properly, y'all can grow together instead of growing apart. I know this was true for me and Colby because after Tedwin, we did we did well, I feel like. Um, but after Olivia, man, if you have more than one, you know what I'm talking about when I say that transition from one to two is rough. We had no idea how well we had it when we only had one kid. And I'm not saying one kid is not overwhelming because it a hundred percent is but that transition from one to two I don't think we realized how hard it was going to be and how tired we were going to be I think we got used to you know Tedwin sleeping all night all of that and then having to go through getting up in the middle of the night 
not having a kid that communicates with you except for crying. Um, it was a hard transition. And then once you get one down, the other gets up. And so you're like, well, I just got up with them. Why don't you get up with the other? And so you argue with each other. You say, well, I just did that. Oh, well, I work tomorrow. Oh, you know, like you go back and forth and you're like, I'm doing more than you. But I will say for the most part, we have really good communication. I'm not going to hold it in. I'm not that person. His just comes out in rage and we have, you know, worked on that and talked about that and communicated about that. But the main thing is, is if you are trying and you are supporting and you are talking, you're going to get through it. It's only temporary. And the only reason I say that, because it's true, not that you can't have very deep feelings in that temporary period, because that temporary period can feel like ages. And I'm not saying enjoy that moment, enjoy this temporary moment, because I hate that saying. I am trying to enjoy it, but damn, it's hard. So it's okay if you're not totally enjoying every minute, because it's a very hard transition. But if you're communicating with each other that what you need, what you want, I think I've said that 500 times this episode, but if you're communicating what you need and want, it's a lot better. It's a better transition because if you're not communicating and you're just like, why can't you read my mind? Well, they can't read your mind. They don't know that you want them to switch the laundry over because you're putting the kid down for a nap. They don't know that you want a cup of coffee right after you get done pumping ask them. And sometimes they might, you know, sigh or huff and puff, but they're having a hard time too and that's okay. But also sometimes you don't want to have to ask. So having a list or talking before you have the baby is a good idea. Telling your partner just a simple, hey, you know, if you see the dishes are overflowing, will you put those in the dishwasher while I feed the baby? Or, hey, you go feed the baby. I'm going to go take out the trash. Just that open communication of what you're going to do, what you need them to do, and we're all getting things done together. Or, on the other hand, if you just need to sit there and do nothing while they do the laundry, that is okay too because your body is healing. Like I said, the partner's going through stuff too, but that woman definitely went through more. So be cautious of that and give her grace She is trying to connect with her body because her body has went through a traumatic event. So she might not know, like I said, like what exactly is going on. She might not know how to connect back to her body, which also means connecting back for an orgasm. Those pelvic floor muscles have been altered. They have been damaged. They have been stretched and they need time to heal. They need time to get stronger. They need time to restore their function down there. So if she, so if a woman isn't enjoying sex as much after childbirth, it's common. There are things that can help. There are things that can get you back to pleasurable sex. Don't forget that. And if it takes time to reconnect to your body, that is okay too because it took nine plus months to make that baby. You made that baby from scratch. You grew it in your abdomen. You grew it in your body. 
and you grew that baby from scratch. So it's going to take time for your body to heal. It's going to take time to build up the strength, build up the endurance, build up the coordination. Give yourself grace for both of you. And if you're a partner listening to this, please don't forget the things that I've already said. Those little things that you can do for her will go a long way in the end. And hopefully it will decrease arguments and improve both of y'all's quality of life through this transition to a new normal.